my Detroit players, DC, DMV, holla at your boy, K9 time. Look, man, let me say this to Brother Hoffman, my dog. Loved y'all yesterday, man. Y'all balled out. I got to make one suggestion, though, to the Syracuse uh, contingent. Oh, my God. You have to be there live next year with it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, Craig, I mean, love your game, but you're leaving your dog behind, man, throwing him out rations. You know, I <laughs> mean, you're gonna, yeah, crazy. You're throwing out rations. If you're going to do this thing big time like you're doing it, Craig's too big to be there alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like yep. he had the best stage thing going at and he blew everybody away. So clearly, I know people are wondering, damn, what's his budget? You know what I mean? How's this dude pulling this off? And J.P. Finley comes on at the end, J.P. blown away. Because mm-hmm. you know how they roll. He looking at Hoffman going, my God. I said, man, if Craig, see, if you were there hooked up with the IFB, the whole look thing, it, it would have been. And then y'all got to get like, uh, I was thinking, you need like a, a makeup person too. Some, or or person, makeup person. Somebody that doing y'all up. Because you're on camera. You just can't roll up on camera. Y'all got to, you know, little powder, whole thing. and it's, No, I got plenty. I, trust me on this. I got this thing laid out. I got things I got things laid out for y'all, man. But I was he he killed it. Um because when you had a place like when you had the Indy, it's like being at the NBA All-Star. It's like in March Madness, all these things are festival like things going. And you're grabbing information. And the one thing about y'all's university is that when you're at these type places, y'all have great reach. And, and that's the thing about it. It's a connection per connection. And as the listener, it was killer information. You know, it was like killer vibe. And the vibe was like, what's up at the quarterback position? What's up with the Bears? You know, like, what is up with this quarterback? Is who is somebody coming up? And the beauty of this is that we all know everybody's trying to hold it tight to their waist. Nobody wants to give it up. So we so used to being the Bamas. This is the first time we've actually approached anything from a real professional standpoint. So we're rolling up in here now with a dude that's from, like, Dynasty. The Northern 49ers are like the old Dynasty. We finally, people are not looking at us laughing they're looking up, waiting to see, well, what move are they going to make? And then the owner's on the scene now. So now that comes up, and now that scares a lot of people. I'm checking out the rooster. You know, what's the temperature now? The temperature's like, wow. Should he? What, 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 what do you think? And when you and I talked uh, this morning at 6 a.m. in our pre-production meeting, and I said, had he asked me? I might have said, yo, Slim, maybe you sit this one out. Only because Peters has been given the Biennemi deal. Oh, we like, yeah, we know you that guy, but did you push all the buttons? That's how we playing him. So, yeah, you got to understand where he's coming from. We haven't been at that table. The Niners... That's blue blood. Y'all been shopping at Payless. 
all the discount things. You, you all been in the hood. You know, you have not been on Rodale Drive where they roll. We're critical of the 49ers because they lose in the Super Bowl. They're being chastised. Their coaches are being, how, Shanahan, what is he, a bum? He's losing in the Super Bowl. We can't even get to a game of significance in the division. He's losing in Super Bowls. And look how we, we're coming down on them. They failed. They had a draft pick. They gave up three ones. It didn't quite work out. What happened to them? Oh, they just got back in them more Super Bowls. <laughs> They're so far ahead of us. You don't realize how lucky you are that he didn't hang the phone up when Josh called. What I think, some, not all of you, but some of you are, you, I know it's not going to happen overnight. That's why I'm patient with you. You've been in the abyss. You like nail-nail. Your whole life, you've seen nothing but this crap. I don't blame him. What else has he seen? You look at the at everything that comes out about your organization, there's very little to anything to brag about. So why shouldn't you have be sensitive? Why shouldn't you have an inferiority complex? People are blame. Well, he shouldn't have gone in there. What did he say? Did he say anything? The last guy went in meetings, didn't know anything, but opened his mouth, <laughs> made decisions. Now imagine, it's one thing to be ignorant, but you double down when you open your mouth and let other people know you're ignorant. To my knowledge, the man hadn't opened his mouth, right? Nope, Sam. 48 reported uh, earlier today that um, – Josh had attended all six of the interviews, but he was essentially a fly on the wall. Like, he was just in the room. Adam Peters, he led the uh, the interview process. Dan Quinn was a part of it as well. But for the most part, Josh Harris was there as just a bystander almost. You know how hard that would be? To go in someplace knowing that you are that guy or that gal because you own it. And you sit back. Now, for Peters, who has already shown you he keeps his ego in the glove box when he goes to work. He done dealt with nine with the Niners, and they got a great operation. But you dumb as dirt if you think he didn't know more than the guy that was ahead of him in the pecking order. He had to know more because the other guy was a football celebrity. He wasn't. So the only way he was going to get in that room was how he tested, not who he tackled. The other guy's a Hall of Fame guy. He had to be academic, and he was. Plus, he went to the Crown Jewel the University. So he had that going for him. All I'm, look, I'm only telling you because I'm pretty much convinced you don't know. How would you know unless I tell you? Because in order to give you this information – you got to know walk several miles in the dark, which I've done. That's why I'm telling you. If he asked me, I would have said, sit this one out, go next year. But he didn't have to ask me anything. And then I would have said, but, Slim, if you go in that joint, don't say a peep. He didn't say a word. Peters already knows what he thinks of him. He showed that by what he paid him.
To show someone your affection, you don't say a word. There's ways to show. You know. <laughs> you know. That's like they say a mother's love. A mother ain't never got to overly express herself. She gave you the ultimate sacrifice. She almost died for you to get here. You know how close you are to death and birth? Real close. Yeah, real close. Holler. <laughs> yeah, holler. And you knuckleheads out there don't know nothing about it, so don't say a word. But I'm just here to tell you. So I'm going day one, day two so far. We good. We good. And what is it, what is it about? Establishing ourselves, giving ourselves a footprint. We're no longer walking in looking like heckle and jekyll. You know, being being mocked. You know how it is. You're on the court on the weekend. Some clown walk up in there. He ain't got the right outfit on. You come, his shoes ain't right. You you, you peep him out coming on the court. Mm-hmm. And you always say, they don't even look like they can play. Nope. But if they come out there hooping, <laughs> you go, uh-oh. <laughs> if they come out there and start knocking down threes, you go, oh, okay. Now, if they go to the hole, and if they elevate and dunk, then you say, all right, forget that look thing. We got to go do something different. They people yep. different. Uh-huh. That's how you judge it. Everything goes by, okay, we have a, a suspicion, new guy in the house, move in, you're a little bit uncomfortable. Our program is indicative of what people think we are. And in, in, in it, the NFL Players Association came out with a beautiful, beautiful survey, poll, whatever. Doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean that you have to live by it. But it's just a little bit of a gauge, if you will, in terms of how you're evaluated. And once again, we are either in last or next to last as to how you've evaluated. I did not make this up. You understand? That's This is public. No, yep. I, I didn't make it up. But I do report it. Man. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. And I go, here's you got a better idea if I send you on an assignment. Find something that you're not in last place at. You know, what you know, in, in anything you go, what do you do well? What are you good at? That's where we start. I love what's been going on. People say, well, uh, we're looking at um who we're gonna pick and the quarterback and whatever. Do you know how nervous these guys are? Gotta be thinking, oh my God, I sure hope Washington don't pick me. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Nah, for real. You're trying to pick them. What do you think they're thinking? I mean, it's no place nice. That's the problem about being when you get drafted high. You go to the worst teams, the yeah. dumbest operators. The way the league is set up, the dumbest people in football get you first. Yeah. But the crazy thing about, I guess, Washington having these terrible like facilities and well, well, no, first right well, you thirty first. They weren't the worst. Next to the worst, treatment of families. Good gracious! Now, treatment of families, you get an F. Yeah, that's that's just bad. that's just you you at that point you just oh, that's beyond being ignorant. Neglect. Neglect. Now you in the p- performance business, food and cafeteria D plus. You feeding? It's like you are horse racing. Your oats are stale. Mm-hmm. Nutrition 
okay, and and your diet, B minus, 21st. Oh, okay. Normal. Locker room, that would be basically like your dressing room, right? Pretty important. F, 32nd. Training room, okay, well, now that's real serious. That's what we taping up. We getting locked up. F, 32nd. Okay, with the training staff, wait a minute. This is where we prepare. We athletes, F, 31st. Weight room, come on, Slim. We got to be strong. Third and one, C. Well, that's an upgrade for this unit. I mean, for this whole operation, you finally got a C. That's the first positive grade you have, and that ranks you at 25th. Then strength. Now my boys show up now. A, I told you, they don't play. Mm-hmm. My boy over there play. He don't play. Fifth, highest rating you get. So your value proposition, you already know who the most valuable person on your staff is. Yep. All right? Travel. All right, everybody got to get somewhere. You did. You F, 31st. Yep, very fitting. Okay. Now I can say this. Well, I don't need to say it. F. Head coach. Now this got a C. I don't know how they did that. But it's 31st. Yep. 31st. And they ought to be thank- – I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> how they got to that. Okay, I'll leave it alone. Ownership B, 18. Another one where – when were they judging it? At what time did they pass the baton? That's 18th. I got to scratch my ball head. I'm bleeding. Can't figure that one out. So you got 11 categories. You're one in the top 10 finish. Six of the 11 categories, 30th or worse. 30th or worse. And you think I care about where you play? Now you're nameless. Let's keep it real. Now, we can conduct our own little, I want to name the stadium amongst ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of suggestions for the name of the stadium now. (laughs) I think we can do that. Matter of fact, we may have to raise a little dollar, a few dollars for that, but I'd love to have that, man. I got a few suggestions for that. We can name it, but all jokes aside, that's revenue, eight, nine, ten million dollars. You need that to operate just to repair so your urinals actually work. So, you know, you're not having pipes busted and things on this. No, I'm 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 not trying to be funny. That's a huge undertaking. You would think it's an operation. 365 portions of it are, but not fully operational, man. If I own, you want to make money. You, hey, I'm, I'm holding something at PTA meetings, donut sales. I'm doing something. To cut, if I cut them lights on ching, ching. So that's where we are. Just some food for thought. Now, since we talk a lot about winning, which is, I want to always be my main topic. What do you think Kansas City or the champs were? Next to last. Insane. Insane. And they, right. they've been winning. And they win. Minnesota and Miami Dolphins, 3.94 at the top. Minnesota, 3.5. Chiefs, 1.24. And what they're saying over to Kansas City, yo, Slim, spend some money. Get our facilities. You know what I'm saying? They coming at them hard now. The player and big boy, if I say I understand our people said we're not going heavy on the free agency thing. 
who would I want out of all the free agents? Who would you want? Like free agents to be? Free agents that are out there right now that are available. Who's the baddest man on the planet right now defensively? I mean, it's probably Chris Jones. That's available, Chris Jones. But the fact that we always have John Allen, Deron Payne, the person I would want is the other guy, his teammate, Legereus, the cornerback. He's a bad man. A bad man. He's a bad man. And we need help. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we need I'm help. just saying, I'm hey, look, I'm just I'm just throwing we just throw it out there. But what I'm saying is that we're identifying that we you definitely do need help. This quarterback thing, I've heard and look, I love what people have been saying, because it makes sense. Because none of us well you and Craig may be as close to people figuring this out because you all put in a lot of work. What I'm saying is that I look back at history and I go, find me a year where anybody comes up and says they nailed it. It's always somebody that jumps out of nowhere. Somebody's going to do something really stupid within the next couple of weeks. It happens every stinking year. They're going to overvalue somebody or undervalue somebody. What's interesting about this is that if your job is not on the line for this, it's fun. Ain't no fun if your job's on the line. If your job is on the line based on this, this is serious business. Because you're about to invest in somebody that might be a little immature that might not be ready to take this as seriously as you need them to. And look at all the various of opinions that you've gotten right now. Who sees the field well? Who's mobile? Who's not? I heard so many fantastic things today just on our air. From the junkies all the way through today to Grant, I mean, uh, to be mentioned Finley, to the rooster, now, Grant Danier on, I'm bouncing back, I'm going, and everybody's hitting these topics, and it's a variance of, of and nobody's like, said, well, this is the, the Bible. That's the beauty about it. Ain't no Bible on it. It's going to be somebody's gut feel. The one thing, Kevin Sheehan had a killer interview this morning with the old uh, running back, third down back from um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'd have seen your moment. His name will come to me in a second. He was, he broke this thing down, man, in a way that I was a running back. He was a third down back. Um, let me say this to you. The boy was nailing it. Whereas he meant the height thing being six foot one or under was very close to being a deal killer. And how defensively, how if you don't have the height, hey, folks, the rooster just walked back in the studio. Hey, 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 what do you think? Whenever you get another drive-by appearance by Ru, he comes in with so much equipment, it's never easy for him to break down before he leaves the studio. He's got a podcast coming up now, and he's also going down to 106.7 where they're going to have him on with Grant Danny. Then he's got a 6 o'clock. I mean, and the puck drops tomorrow, he'll be over there, and he may be able to drop the puck, you know, at, at the Caps, you know, when they're at home 
as they're trying to keep their thing going. So he's just got so much going on. I'm always blessed when he walks in a room because it just changes everything. Yeah, it's great. We're really proud of him. Really so proud of him. Hi, Doc. How you doing, Rooster? How are you? All right, good deal. Cockatoodle do, yes. But Sheehan's interview and um, running back, Steelers, my goodness. I'm going to break my streak right now, not being able to remember things on point. Um, was it today? Yeah, yeah, today. Him and uh, didn't, him Merrill and didn't Hodge. Day. Yeah, Merrill Hodge. Yeah, there we go. Merrill Hodge nailed it. Just on height and how the NFL and the dip. First of all, we make a huge mistake thinking that what happens in college transfers to the pros. It just flat out doesn't. They're two different games, two different, completely different games. And uh, I've got a little something that will back this up. And Mark Gray, my brother, my brother, holla at you, boy. Appreciate that. You know, one thing about our community here on, you know, with, with the Odyssey app. We have people listening all over the world. All you got to do is ask for some help. Our community is so unselfish. They'll throw it out there. And uh, let's go to break. When we come back, I've got something to support a little bit more as to, as to what I'm saying. The college game and the pro game, the only thing they have in common is that they're played by with human beings. That's it. And if you don't believe me, I'll give you a couple of uh, statistics that will demonstrate the level of failure when college coaches try to come to the NFL and have success. Seldom happens. It's a completely different game. So how you evaluate it from a talent standpoint matters whether or not you'll be employed for a long period of time in the NFL. This is the Hoffman Show. DOC riding shotgun with Ant-Man right here on Team 980. Back in a minute. 32 teams trying to figure it out. A lot of young talent, no doubt about it. Collegiate stalwarts, guys like Lou Holtz, Dennis Erickson, Steve Spurrier, balled out. NFL, punched him in the face. Spurrier, 12-20. and 20. Lou, 3-10. and 10. Erickson, 40 and 56. Not easy. Different game. And the one thing that that was very clear, and it's really clear when you hear it uh, by someone else, like Merle, who who done this, he's been in the Stella's organization, and he's been able to, to look at this and study it as a scout. This is why... Drew Brees in New Orleans was such a freak of nature because he was able to throw through those windows that a lot of people his height could not necessarily do. He evaluated Sam, went back in his notes, and Kevin Kevin asked him, right, I mean, you know, Sheehan, I mean, he, him him, and, uh, and his boy, they skillfully – Pulled this out and it went long. It was a long interview, maybe 20 minutes. So he and Denton let this thing breathe because it we needed to hear this information. This wasn't like a bit. This is hardcore, old school breakdown about how college and pros don't necessarily always mirror. 
you know, you throw in two-way person on the collegiate high school level. Pro level, you're throwing people open. Because these DB, they, you know, it's just, they freaks. They're going to jump on things. And the way people like Drake May, the most interesting guy now in the draft to me is not Caleb. It's not that. It's Drake May. Because somebody's going to be really, really wrong or really right. Because, and we know that only one or two of these guys are going to hit. The rest of them are going to be on a lecture cycle or somewhere. Because all the rest of them have been. And it doesn't matter who they are. None, none of these guys ever make it like that. It's never a hall where you got five or six or seven. There's only one out of four or five. Only one of these guys is going to be really special. Mahomes was the 10th. You never hear the other nine people that passed on him. Have you heard anybody say anything about their geniuses, their scouts? Where was the math people at? Where are all the analytics? They couldn't see this? And again, he broke the mold because he didn't even play because they had Smitty there. Why wouldn't he disgruntle? Why didn't he go out and bitch to the media? Why wasn't there a problem? High IQ. He wasn't a Huxtable. Where's his parents? How come they didn't get involved? Nobody, no, nobody did anything. And when he got his little minute, he came in and flashed on you go, uh-oh. But that was at the end of the yes, four of three months later. Do you know how many film studies that is? How many walkthroughs, practices? And Smitty, like our guy here, was a teammate. He was not an insecure you-know-what. So he helped him. They'll be like brothers for life. He wasn't an insecure you-know-what. So now you're looking at this formula. Do you have to throw a guy in the fire, or do you bring him along like slow cooking ribs? What's the best way to do it? There's techniques to everything to get the desired result. Doesn't matter how expensive the meat is, there's always a way to cook it. Do we really know the best way to prepare it? There's a lot of different ways to do this. So let's say right now, if you had to put your money on it, the second pick, do you go up or down? Do you stay pat? And who do you take? That's the question. Realizing you got limited access to research. But so does everybody else. Don't fall for the okie doke. Everybody's watching the limited amount of video that you're watching. They're watching the same thing. But isn't it amazing how confident people sound? And I always ask them, are you willing to sign over a note to your house note? Would you want to sign over your retirement on this? I wonder how many people would be at base in their voice then. How really confident are you in your amateur film study and the most important thing is we don't know what kind of person is behind the helmet we're finding out now there's a lot more to this than one would know so that's what I'm saying I mean it's interesting to me has your decision changed been altered anything since the combine you've heard Craig's people, you've heard what people are saying. Has anything changed your opinion of anybody 
since Hoffman landed in Indy? Uh, I mean, I had I, I saw Justin Fields on Instagram Live, well, not Instagram Live, on on an Instagram story, like super pumped up. So I think he got some news. Either he's going to be staying in Chicago or he's going to be finding a new home, and I think it's going to be the latter. I think he's going to be going back home to Atlanta. And uh, it's just good because the last time uh, I was here, we actually talked about, you know, how he handled that whole, like, interview, being questioned about um, potentially staying in um, Chicago and what he makes of, you know, the the Caleb Williams to Chicago rumors and things of that nature. And he just handled it so well. So um, the fact that, you know, the Bears are going to, Hopefully, you know, give him that news, that comfort um, to be able to, you know, get his mind off of, you know, everything that's been happening. I think it's good, man. So I think the Bears are definitely going to be taking Kayla Williams. To answer your question, I'm taking Jane Daniels. I, I, I think I'm standing pat there. I don't think the commanders are going to be trading up yeah. um, to, you know, so you've been talk. Have you been talked into? Okay, what has Craig convinced you of? that you were on the fence for before he landed in Indianapolis? I would probably say we had a couple of guests on. No, he's been balling. Let me tell you what. What the public doesn't may not know Mm -hmm. is that all Craig had to do was show up, plug in. (laughs) No, show up, plug in, and do his three hours. He's doing about seven or eight hours a day. Yeah. So he's plugged up. He balling. Yeah. See, having been there, done that, I want you to understand that's why I'm pissed because he was talking about the interviews. You know what I'm looking for. Hey, dude, send the vault over. Yeah. Let's roll it. He doing it. He bringing all the back tomorrow so he, <laughs> <laughs> so he can and – I, and I ain't mad at him, but because what he's pulling out right now, this is why you go. Yep. It's to get some dialogue – and some intel that may pay off down the road, but it's invaluable. Yep. It's like a convention. And the way he set it up, he was so far ahead of the ball because he brought visuals to it. He brought YouTube to it. He made it live. Mm-hmm. He made it live. He turned it up to dude. I was like, yo, dog, go on with your bad self. And it's, it's some of the people that are, you know, putting out these mock drafts that he's also, you know, been able to connect with. So you oh, got yeah. Lance Zerline. Like, I actually just saw his entire mock draft scroll, uh, scroll across um, NFL Network. Yeah. Um, and we just had him on yesterday. But, oh, yeah. you know, he, he's a no, let me tell you guy. He, he balled out. And yep. the only reason I don't want to be there with him is because I got that St. Elmo's deal. I'm one of the knuckleheads. <laughs> that was at St. Elmo's and did not ask about the sauce. Yeah. Just oh, no problem. Let me tell you something. It took about four hours for me to recover. I don't even want to – when I see the Indianapolis in writing, it changes my physiology. Man, that – the place is great. Steak, all that's great. But if you don't know what you're doing, oh, yeah. So, no, mm-hmm. man, it's good. It's good. I, I, I've enjoyed it. Now, my favorite event's going on now because the big boys are running. 
Big boys and the big boys run the 40. That's my favorite event yep. of the whole thing. The big boys going in. Look, man, it's, a, it's made for TV. But when we, as many people as we need to fill out this team, this is so important. What do I look to get from this? Saving one year. What we do, making the right decisions, will get in the hunt one year earlier than later. If you make a move up or down, if somebody offers you something, you cannot refuse. You do it to speed up the curb, to get you in the hunt quicker. I mean, just think about it. Who who got fixed like that? It, are you are you one player away from being in playoff contention in the East? Not at all. But are you? I mean, who's going to get worse? In the East, just look at the East, because you got to be able to play in your own backyard before you can go down the road. You can't visit nobody if you can't get off your own block. You think the birds going to be that bad again? I don't think so. Nah. The only thing you can count on is Dallas. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Being, I'm not trying to be funny because their structure doesn't allow them to evolve from anything other than what Jerry will allow them to be. He's the one got a, a ceiling upon them because of him. That's why the growth never goes. It's no different than, you know, putting a, 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 a top over a pot. That's what he does. How else do you explain it? It's not a lack of talent. Got all the money in the world. So what could it be? It's internal strife because of him. Interesting. And then the Giants. See, the other thing, look how little – Time we've spent on the New York football giants. We haven't said anything about them. Saquon, tag, no tag, quarterback, we say he sucks. He about to get, what, 50? He going to get some money. Getting paid. So it looks like it's a little bit dysfunctional, doesn't it? But are they ahead of us? We ain't beating them. So that's what I'm saying. This is also right now. I'm worried about this next step. I'm not worried. Ain't worried. I'm concerned. I like what we have personnel-wise because to me, when I read off to you, when I say the names to you, like you remember, um, like Butch Davis. You remember Butch was a monster in college. It's a little old, past my my, well, my time. Romeo Cromel. Oh yeah. Look, look, I was going through a little pencil exercise. I was thinking about Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cromel, just Belichick's offspring. Awful. I mean, I mean, not a one of them, for the most part, had been able to bust a grape. You keep hearing all this about the Patriot way. No, it's the Belichick way. Nobody else. Not even to be decent. They've been awful. And his last act, I mean, what he did, showing you that this is much harder than many people thought. I don't think it was just Tom. I think it was the whole program and their defense, their commitment to defense. But you know what happened? Started losing assistant coaches that we didn't talk about. We've probably spent way too little time. We don't ever hardly talk about assistant coaches and their value 
We hardly ever do it. But yet, as Philadelphia showed us, they lost two coordinators. They went from the Super Bowl to the toilet bowl with two, not players leaving, two assistant coaches, and they fell completely off the map. And I hadn't heard of either one of them, really, until that happened. Did you know Steichen was that good? No, I didn't. Slim. It, I, I felt like I got slapped. You know, and so now look at our staff. Some of the pearl guys we've taken. Now, collectively, ain't nobody won a Super Bowl, but my boy been to it, though. That he's been to one. But look at our offensive staff. You're starting to think, well, we're not got you they're not here for wins, but they are here for accomplishments and teaching. They've done some pretty awesome things in terms of development. I think it's really important that we kind of look at what's going to get us before we I can't ask you about a level because we don't even know who's on the team. But at some point we're gonna have to start establishing What's going to determine whether this season is a success? That four-win game, dude, slid, or come on, man. That's that's not even – I can't even say that without laughing. You know, what's going to be the bar? What are you going to say is the minimum? What's unacceptable? What do you expect? And you don't know because we don't have anybody player-wise yet yet. But to yourself – you have to start setting some expectations. What is the standard? What's the level you're going after? Because if you don't have that, Slim, it's hard to hit the number. Because you're going to have to have some overachievers. You're not going to be able to buy all I'm glad he said we're not spending every dime we have. Because you may not be able to buy it, but you can sure offer some people a second chance to prove themselves. We need some cats, you know, maybe stepped on the toe. Did a little something, paid their debt to society, looking for a second chance. Loaded with talent, got BB for brains, but won another chance and are willing to, you know, put it on the line. You can't explain to me how this is going to work unless you give me some kind of illustration like that. Why is this going to work? You see your roster. I mean, it don't just work because you want it to work. That don't cut it. Yeah. I love what they're doing with the stadium. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I got a couple nicknames. I got a couple suggestions for the name of the stadium. What you got so far? Renner Jerk. You say who? Renner Jerk. I'm willing to give over my my copyright. Renner Jerk. Renner Jerk. Yeah. Renner Jerk Stadium. <laughs> and and, and how did you get to the bottom of this name? How did you get to this name in general? Well, it's a part of a concept that okay. I created, you know, some years back. Renner Jerk, okay. Renner Jerk, yeah. Tell me more. Well, it was really, my concept was for, you know, single parents, really for single moms and having a problem. Mm-hmm. You're telling this dude to do something, he not listening to you, call 1-800-RENNER-JERK. I come by, have a conversation, speaking in tongues, get the young person to realize that, and then problem solved. Not doing their homework. You know what I mean? Not cleaning up the room. All the little things, you know, yeah. that you need <clears throat> to get done. Got a player. He's jumping off. So just little things. You just need a little outside management consulting. I'm an outside consultant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Could be a team. You need your team. Come speak to the team. You know what I mean? Jumping offside, highly penalized. 
doing dumb things. I got a cure for that. Yeah. And so it was that's what the whole concept was behind. Interesting though. I like the way you think, man. I have to think to eat. I eat what I kill. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm trying to get you into this pro. When you start to sleep standing up, yeah. then you'll understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So you still lay in the bed, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> I, I'm going to get you. See, you've been, you got away from me for a few minutes. That's uh-huh. okay. I'm going to wheel you back in. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm going to wheel you back in. I know you're excited because uh, there was some, well, it should be, you should consider it normal, but the NBA spoke last night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Number 23 you're talking about? Uh, Yeah, the guy with the crown. Yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The greatest to ever do it? Well, I can't say that. Hold up. See, that's where you lost me. You got to be kidding me. You lost me already, Doc. Are you serious? Yes. This guy is 39. No, he's amazing. 39. Come on, Slim. Don't do this. Putting the team on his back. Down no, it's amazing. Fourth. It's amazing. It's amazing. But the other guy, ain't nobody even been close. You talking about the one that looks like you? I'm No, I'm just talking about the one that they don't even call his name. They just call his initials. Uh. They don't even have to say his name because everybody just knows. They just say MJ. <laughs> See, Slim. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to explain your guy. I don't really have to explain. No, too yes, much. you did. Because I didn't even know you were talking I just about. Got to make a noise. No, <laughs> I, I didn't even have to know you who you were talking noise? about. The only reason I really knew is because that uniform he's wearing. Mm. First of all, he's in purple and gold. Yeah. So that's the smartest thing. He gave you guys another championship. That's all I'll say. He gave you guys another championship. Well, when you have seventeen, it's not like. That was like the third or fourth. I mean, but you it want was the seventeenth. But how do they compare against the Celtics? Well, the Celtics are equal with us. That's what I'm saying. So he he well, got you guys no, no. equal. They're equal with us in terms of wins, championship wins. Yeah. Nobody has been in the championship game as many times as we've been in it. Yeah. That's nobody. But we just worried about the wins. No, 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 no. That's what you say. But you'd love to be in it. Yeah. Twenty eight times. You would love to say that you've been in it that don't say that you don't want to be in it every year. You'd love to be, but you haven't been. Oh, you guys got so many <clears throat> runner-up trophies. I hate that for you guys. Well, no, it's not about runner-up. It's that we weren't good enough to win it all. Okay. No, wasn't good enough to win it all. It happens that way. It's a very unique perspective that you have on it. The only perspective is that, like now, there's only been one in-season tournament, right? Yeah. Who won that? I don't. I forgot. LeBron James and the Lakers. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. yeah. Well, okay. I would just say that that's probably only fitting. Yeah. Yeah, only fitting. That when you're on top of the <laughs> NBA. Now, they're not the best team by no stretch of imagination. No. You know not who at I all. enjoy watching? Not even close. Well, you know who I enjoy watching more than anybody? Luka Doncic? Denver. No, oh, okay. no, no. Dallas, I'm giving Dallas credit. They're a Dallas lot like the Cowboys. Sneaky. Yeah. They're a lot like the Cowboys. They're going to break your heart. Yeah. But at least they're fun to watch now. Yeah. And, and, and he is, Donk, he's, a, he's taking another step. He's a step away, but he is taking another step. And I just love, hey, I, I, this, this boy's game, dribbling, I don't trust Kyrie. But I love watching from afar. But I don't have any expectation. 
It's like Linnell. I mean, excuse me. I mean Zion. It's like Zion. I, I've get, I've already I've just let it go. Because once I have higher expectations for you than you have of yourself, I'm wasting my time. Yep. You know. So he's like to me. If you don't want and that, look, bad city for a guy with his lack of discipline. You know him in New Orleans. Really? Can you imagine if Nell Nell was in New Orleans? Man, he'll be eating great. He'll be eating great. But the Celtics, well, no, but back back to Denver. Dude, I've never seen Joker is so much fun, primarily because of his attitude. He legitimately could care less about anything other than playing the game. He looks his ability to distribute the ball to people that are open in the right spots with the right level of touch. Who who do you who's comparable? You really can't compare anybody to him, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Can't compare nobody to him. The dude, man, even on the floor, he looks like Humpty Dumpty. But the way he gets, boy, it's a, it's a thing of beauty. Thing of beauty. Attacking the f- 5 o'clock hour. It's, um, this is really a lot of fun. I'm, we're having too much fun. This is too much fun to call work. I don't even want to share this with you, but I'm going to have to. Let's open this thing up, share it a little bit, 301-230-0980, if you'd like to join us and, um, and lay it out. A lot going on, a lot to deal with. Love to uh, hear what's on your mind. Don't want to hog the Hoffman Show. DOC and Ant Man right here on Team 980. There is one way that you can get back, you can get Beltway traffic to back up in the DMV. And that's all you have to do is start talking about one of the hottest debates in the country, and that is round ball supremacy. And Ant Man is pretty much known now. Part of his popularity is that he represents a lot of young people. And I just gave the secret away. A lot of young people just haven't seen that much yet. But from what they've seen, I can't argue with them. I understand. That's why I always lean to the more experience. It's like wine, age, perspective. Some of the guys that understand they've been drinking the right water for such a long time. They understand the game. So we go to the lines. And as always, always live on the free Odyssey app. We start with G from the shop. All I had to do was throw that out, and I knew daggone well. Even if you was in the fast lane on the beltway, you'd make it over to an exit ramp so you could get in on this one. No, nah, I ain't pulling over on no exit ramp because State Trooper got that camera and they can see when you do that. And I got too much weed in the car right there. But at the same time, I was about to get attacked by Instacart customer's dog, man. They, I'm, I'm delivering. You know I be double dipping, yeah, Doc. That's right. That's right. But but, but you talking about, yeah, you, you, you know Anthony be smoking them butters, man, talking about LeBron. LeBron, I love LeBron. He third, he third best, ranked third best ever, you know, behind the late great Kobe and, you know, the other guy, that black cat, you know. We ain't even got to say his name. 
but but Doc, you talking about Kyrie? You don't trust him. Kyrie is the most skilled basketball player I ever. I know. Seen in my I know. Life, this man. year, I'm with you. This year, I'm with no, you. But no, come on, Slim. No. Okay. No. In okay. the history of me watching basketball, I'm not saying the best, most skilled. Okay, I can't argue that. I can't argue that. Since my other guy is no longer with us, his rival would have been Pistol Pete Maravich. No, Pistol Pete. Look, Pistol Pete, Jamal Crawford. Yeah, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? And Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. LeBron will never be in that. No, not that that category, but that's more of a guard thing, dude. It's slim. But but that's why that's why I had to call in because you said you ain't trusting Kyrie, man. But Well, okay, okay, here okay, look. Right now, what I've seen of him is the longest, most consistent run of winning basketball. No, no, Cleveland, he eclipsed that. No, Doc, no, Doc. See, no, that's no, messed up, Doc. No, because you're right. you forget who was hitting them big shots when LeBron yeah. ain't No, I know, I know, I know. Cleveland. I know. See, here's the problem with him. I got a grudge against him. I'm so angry that that Brooklyn thing did not fly, and I blamed him No, see, primarily for that. That's see. me personally having a grudge that – I wanted that to happen so bad, but yo, know, I love the dude's game. I just hope that the way he's playing now, if he keeps that going, look, it's the best I've ever seen Dallas in every category. It's hey, because Doc. of him. Hey Doc, but at the same time, you can't blame him for the for the for the Brooklyn thing not working out. It was injuries. They never played. All three of them never played together because. Don't forget about the COVID restrictions that was in New York. And then they ended up throwing them restrictions out the window. You know, all the Nets had to do was pay a million-dollar fine, and he could have played in every damn game. But that's no no here nor there. You've been hanging around with Chris Russell too much and Mr. COVID vaccine, you know. But I I, I just called him, man, because, you know, I had to No, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, look, we can always you know? arm wrestle a little bit. It's cool. And I hope you're oh, right. No, we ain't you know great. what? You know, we always arm wrestle. No, no, no. We always arm wrestle. But I hope you're know? right. I hope you're right. I ain't going to probably ever trust him, but I hope you're right. I hope you win this one. Listen, listen, listen. Betting bet circumstances, and I'm going to get off and let you get other callers. Futures bet. I would bet on LeBron and them to win the championship because the fix is always in. And <laughs> I would bet on the Warriors' futures to to win the championship because time is ticking and they ain't got too much longer. And what is Utah and Denver going to be doing? Utah been uh, poisoning pizzas for years. And you said Denver? Denver always going to be in the mix because Murray Stakes be cooking. Yeah, okay. And, and Joker is one of the best on hey the man, planet. Hey, man, keep doing so, what you're doing. Man, your you animation know. is phenomenal. I got to get in touch with whoever that's doing that for you. It's off the chain. I ain't nothing. I ain't nothing, Doc. Yeah. I'm just out here smoking good weed. Later, brother. Appreciate you. We're going to Rob- Robert in Annapolis. Hey, Doc. Robert, I can't say Annapolis without thinking about crab legs and just a good feeling. Every time, Annapolis. Annapolis, to me, is just a nice cold beer, some good crab legs. It's just always Annapolis. 
it just something about it. I wanted to live there so bad, and I tried to do a, a time it out. There's no way you can get from there to Herndon by 8 a.m. if it's a snow day, and that killed it. Well, you know, down here, Doc, it, it overlaps uh, what was Redskins, now Commanders, and uh, Ravens territory, so we got a, a mixture down here. But on the NFL draft, to me, the most ready player ready to get out on the field and shine is Marvin Harrison, Jr. If I'm Washington, I make the play and try to rescue Justin Fields out of that mess up in Chicago. I think he's better than any of these guys coming out of college right now. Uh, I can see what he can do. He's just been in the wrong situation. And uh, if they can get him, I think they can get him for just return that pick they got for Montez Sweat, that second rounder. Uh, Then they're sitting there at number uh, two. Uh, They could drop down with New England, who might pay them a little bit to move up and get the quarterback they want. And then I take Marvin Harrison at number three, and then I go from there. All right. Well, that's between you uh, and Linnell Willingham. you into that too, you and man, you into that. This is Linnell and them. I love y'all. Y'all trading and dry, going down as if you have every one of these things worked out and figured out. All to it's, it's a too, mad formula. It's a, no, it's no. It, it sounds good, but nobody has it worked out to the T. And it's playing house when you ain't putting no money into it. There's nothing that you're about to lose if it don't work. What are you putting up? Right, Nothing. Let me, let me close out with this. Okay. I, I lost uh, interest in the NBA quite a while ago. I was once a big Bullets fan, uh, even after they relocated, as long as Wes and Elvin were still with them. Yeah, but, that was fun. Uh, I kind of lost interest in the NBA after Michael left. But uh, I, I got to say, uh, Anthony's getting close there. Uh, I, I don't know of another play. Uh, Bill Russell, to me, was the greatest champion. You just look at what he accomplished in his career. But you can go out and go individual uh, performance and greatness. LeBron to, to dominate like he has for 20 years in that in that sport is pretty impressive. Like he's up there with Gretzky and hockey, and Brady in football. Oh, he's nice. Uh, yeah, he's nice. Willie Mays in baseball to yeah. me for guys that dominated for so long. Yeah, he's uh, nice. It's, it's amazing what he's done. Yeah, no, it's nice. Ain't nobody ever gonna say he's not nice. Thank you, partner. Appreciate, Appreciate you, man. Hey, Good by deal. the way, the other day you were trying to think of a handheld device. I wanted to call in. I think your boys were playing Game Boy, which was Nintendo. Yeah, it was Game Boy. You're right. It was Game Boy. It wasn't Atari. You said it. I said yeah, Atari. You said Atari but yeah, that was well, I don't, I don't yeah, do Game. Yeah, I, I got hooked on in television, and Game I learned Boy my lesson. I got, I learned my All lesson right, with television. Thank you, man. Thanks. Can we get to Vaughn? Ant. Okay, let's get to Vaughn. Vaughn, you're on the Hoffman Show with Doc and Ant Man. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, Doc. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just oh, wanted to share a few things with you right quick. All right. Um, two minds that think alike, and I was just just wanted to pity back on the assistant coach thing that you was talking about. Yep. Um, as far as the staff's concerned, mm-hmm. and I've been preaching this for a while. You know, they take civilians like we're stupid and we don't understand different stuff. But just through the history of it, you know, we got to respect the personnel and the staff. Um, as far as coaching and developing, mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with winning and mm-hmm. success of the uh, talent of the players mm-hmm. and developing and develop, um, the skilled players as well. That's why, you know, you notice with certain team uh, players go from a bad team and go to another team and you'd be like, hold on, why that player wasn't doing that? You know, and that goes with the person, that goes with the staff. Yep. That goes with the coaching staff. Yep. And I just want to put it out there that you, you know, 
how important the staff is and having the right staff is that we can go back to uh, Bill Parcells, Joe, Joe Gibbs, and, and Bill Walsh. You know, they, they didn't tell each other what they wanted to hear. That's why they won. So that's just, I just want to say that, get that off my chest. That's just three examples that I just gave you as far as people with strong staff won. And, and if you don't believe us, folks, just follow the timeline of the people that were let go here and see where they end up. First of all, I tried to warn you about the grasp of, of Peters. If you want to know what a what – a, first of all, Josh Harris showed me all I needed to know when he got Peters to come here. Yes. See, that's all I needed to see from him. See, the people he put on his ownership group, that's just money. There are a lot of people with money. brought up a good point with Bill, Bill uh, Belichick's staff. Oh, yeah, Who's they're the great with Bill. What, what happened? Yeah, what with Bill, oh, no, they're great. Every you one of them have failed the, miserably. One, top two quarterbacks yeah. all you want. And I'm going to say this real quick. Yep. But if you don't develop them, it don't mean anything. Yeah. You got to be able to develop talent and understand skill. You can get that. They act like it's all written in stone that they're going to win and they the you know, the chosen ones once you draft them. If you don't put them around the right situation, if you can't teach and develop, it don't mean anything. It does. Appreciate the phone call. It is such a vast difference. Ant-Man, you coach youth. Um, we know a lot of the same people over at prep. You can have a great program and not win a championship every year. Your program is still on the up. What it's got to be doing is not declining. It's got to be getting people better. Everything is not measured by championships, but it is by progression. Do your people compete hard to play well? I'll listen to Sheehan. Whenever Maryland loses, I don't miss a second. <laughs> Kevin is so pure. He's so real. When you the way you want your fans, that's the way he used to be about the football team. That's how I know he's gone. He's gone. They may get him back, but he's a shell of himself. Maryland loses. It did. I wouldn't miss the program unless I was lot in solitary confinement. He's probably going to open with it, unless the team has been stolen or we got a name change or it's got to be something really big. He don't care what's going on in sports. He's gonna and they playing hard, but you and Craig can outshoot them from the three point line. Man, they yesterday's game, especially the first half. The yeah. fact that the score was twenty nine twenty four at halftime. Yeah, and they, now you you you're, you're a shooter. Hoops, you're you're man. you're a shooter. I'm an owner operator. You're a shooter. They were good shots. Yeah, they're getting good looks. Yep. It's not like they had a hand in their face nope. and no, they were coming off screen. And he, Sheehan is so, he's so frustrated because it's, and this is what I love about fandom. And since he is gone from the commanders, he has to take that passion somewhere. The thing about it, when you really care that much about things you enjoy, you got to put it somewhere. And he mentioned them. He can't stop talking about them. That's the beauty of it. And I feel the same way. One thing we have in common this year is that UCLA can't shoot. Yeah. 
the, Cronin, both the coaches, they're boys. Their teams play a little bit alike. Mm-hmm. They defend you to death. It's hard to get people to keep defending when they're not shooting well. Yeah. Because you get depressed and you get down on it. But this college thing is turning a little bit. And um, I get some easy layups then. Like, well, I, and, I think that's that, that's the problem. Though. We depend so much on the three-point line. I mean, essentially, that's what the game has become, thanks to Steph Curry. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we can play inside out, but also it's going to come down to Julian Reese playing efficient and being uh, you consistent. You got to stay on the floor. Yeah. And then Dante Scott, I just had so much, you know, expectations for I him thought, come yeah. back for his fifth year. Yeah. And he's so inconsistent. It's ridiculous, man. It is, it is very frustrating to watch. Maryland hoops this year. Yeah, it's tough. But if you and it's not, I'm not saying it's funny. I'm just saying Sheehan, he don't care. Anything short of a terrorist attack or an assassination, he's talking Maryland basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's screaming at the coach to recruit, you know, Paula Six and some of the top programs in the country, which, you know, he's an outstanding youth coach. Yeah. So he goes to you know a lot of premier games. He's the guest of honor, keynote speaker type. And I, I do, and that's the way you you want your fan base all in, and they have everything that you would think. It ain't happening, and when it's not happening there, it ain't happening on the hilltop. And you can say, well, we're re-. no, you're starting from ground zero. Yep, and uh, it, you know it, it it is tough. Who do you like? I in, mean, you, we see. Yeah, I mean, who do you like other than Houston? Uh, I like Kentucky. the The Rob Dillingham kid, mm-hmm. he is a problem. <laughs> um, I was just watching Tennessee yesterday. Did you yeah. see that game? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. The white boy connect. Oh my god! No, it's it's, it's he was it's making super. some crazy shots. Yeah. Like they were Paul George and Carmelo and Anthony, like caliber tough. Shots. You remember they, that. They take terrible shots, but they make yeah. tough shots. Yeah, they make them. Which is insane. So yeah. watching him, all I could think about, he might be NBA ready because that's what the NBA is all about, being able to make tough shots, put the ball in the basket, because that's all they do. Hand in the face, it's still going to be uh, knocked down. So the fact that he was doing that yesterday, um, uh, I'm, I'm interested in Tennessee. Uh, Kansas, of course. They got Hunter Dickinson, the math of pro- uh, product. Um, he is a businessman. I yeah. ain't mad at him. I ain't mad he's either. He's playing this thing the right way. I ain't mad either. Yeah, he's playing it the right way. We have to get used to this. Yeah. I know some people that rubs them the wrong way, and I go, no, get over yourself. That's NIL now. It's NIL. <laughs> you it's know, taking over. And, and the reason I'm all for it is that certain schools been doing it. So I needed it to – to even it out for the rest of them. Because you know who was already doing it. Yep. And that's the part that wasn't <laughs> fair. All right. We all know who who was wink, wink. Yep. They've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Now that it's fair, now that it's evened out. He's gone. It's going to change some of the powers. Yeah. Now you're going to find out, okay, can you still be dominant without an advantage? That's the problem with these systems. Everybody wants a 10-yard head start. And then they want to brag. Yeah. Nothing. I don't mind a, somebody with an ego, but you can't brag when you cheat. You cross a line. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut if you're cheating. Be humble. But these cats get so cocky, they cheat. 
and then want to brag about it. So I never got your take on it on the storm, the court storming deal, which I don't think can be managed. Yeah, I don't think it can be managed. Yeah, Uh, I think there's part of it that behind closed doors they high fiving. Yeah, but they can't say it publicly because I'll say this: there has probably never been a court storming that did not make the 11 o'clock news. Yeah. I feel like it's hard. First of all, it's hard to police it, to be honest. Like, even been at the Carrier Dome, I used to sit front row. I've been on TV before, like, super fan. Right. Um, I've camped out for games, arrived the game five hours early. Like, right, okay. It's hard to police that because where the student section is, it's not like there's, like, rope or anything in front of us. Like, we have all the freedom in the world to, like, you know, move left and right. And then, like, you can jump the barriers and things of that nature. When you have people hitting game winners, game winners, it's not like the police can, like, you know, just. Okay. So you're telling react. me. Now, I think just, it's just hard to police. Just listen to what you just said. Just like the insurrection. Yeah. I can see you. We have video camera. All I got to do is tell you behind that if we get you on camera. Everybody's storming, though, Doc. It's not just one person. Okay, no, but I'm saying, if I want to enforce seeing you behind on camera, getting on that hardwood illegally, I can suspend you. I can fine you. I can do anything I want to on my property. You ain't going to have no school, man. Well, your behind ain't going to be in school. This is not like the Super Bowl where you got, like, one one guy, a streaker, just running across the field. We're talking about a full student section in the moment, wanted to, you know, celebrate and cheer. You act like we talking about we at the park at the wreck in the hood. <laughs> I'm at a university <laughs> campus with student with students. Yeah. So if you're telling me now that our brightest can't be controlled, then we got a bigger problem that's going to spill over. I'm just into saying, society. I'm just no, saying, no, 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 it, no. It, If it's you're a D three school and you go out there and beat the number yeah, one well, team, put me in charge of it and watch in the country. Give me that. Give I would love please, for you to me. try hire to control me. these yeah. student Call athletes. Call a jerk. We can get that solved. <laughs> I guarantee you, we can get that solved. I we can get that solved right now. Don't <laughs> tell me. I dare you. I hit three. I dare you behind to run that court. If I got video footage of yeah, you, everybody is going, Doc. And they're going to all be out. Hey, look, we, we yeah, just I got the your number mo- one team I got your money country, up front. And you talking about. You can't get your money back whatsoever. <laughs> you are out of there. We'll be right back. That's my dude there. Luther. Oh, you know about Luther? Know about him. <laughs> Come on, Slim. My bad. Tell you what, man. Live concert. I was back in your age when I was your age. Oh, you were outside, huh? I was doing concerts with Dog. And this dude here, Big Luther and Little Luther. Yes, sir. I'm tell you what. Watching him and watching Maestro, Barry White and the Barry White Orchestra, live. Marvin, Teddy, live. Oh, that's tough. Teddy. Teddy, man. That Teddy. Boy, Teddy. What, Teddy had the best effect mm. on women that I have ever seen in my life. 
looking at strength, just the reaction. Better than Mike. But see, Mike's deal was so crazy that it, the movement, yeah, it was crazy. But it's like the Beatles. It's like it's, uh, I saw uh, Sinatra live. I'm talking about live. Mm. James Brown live. Yeah. But Teddy? I saw Teddy at Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio, live. And literally women losing their mind and doing some things that aren't I'm not at able <laughs> liberty to say. Friendly. I'm not I'm liberty <laughs> to share with you. I would love to. You have to check my podcast out for that. But, and I didn't think it was true. I didn't think it was possible. But I witnessed it, and that's why I go. You know, I'm with I'm with heavy metal Chris on the weekends a lot. And brother, man, he's real. He's at concert. I mean, he's he's, he's he lives it. And that's why I love the live arts. Ain't nothing like it. You know, like with somebody like Ruye, when you do stand-up, I mean, stand-up to me is still it's that art. I keep talking about it all the time because we don't appreciate it, um, in my opinion, the way we ought to appreciate it and recognize that. Have you ever done it? Have you ever done it at an audience? I mean, other than when you were coaching and teaching, have you done like what you consider stand-up? Yeah, I've done stand-up, Doc. You've done stand-up? Yeah. Oh, Are you, you kidding me? You, you've never heard or oh, seen? Oh, come on, Slim. Oh. No, don't Danny do Ruggie, this. He's the one that, uh. Don't do this to he me. He got me a little gig. Don't, don't do this. He got me a little gig. Don't do this, okay? I got Because I'm telling you what, <laughs> that to me is, um, if, if, if you're chilling me, because my boy Clay Miles, if you're real, you do st- you've done it. I've done it. And here's the funny thing. So the uh, reason I've done it. Have you seen Clay Miles, my boy Clay Miles? I haven't seen Clay. Dude, he a monster. I haven't seen. I, I'm not going to say I would do it again because it actually is a lot of hard work. And I give a lot of praise to those guys because, Doc, I, I tell you, I was up there for like five to seven minutes. And it took me like a week and some change just to know you know, get all those jokes But here's down, the thing, like I'm saying. Delivery. Like what we're doing, this is, you can do this like in a group like the Beatles. Uh-huh. Some shows have five, six, seven people involved in them. But when you Lou Rawls, yeah. it's a different act. It's solo. <laughs> so you there, it's a whole different. When you say something and it's not funny, and you looking at people looking back up at you like they're going, yo, dog, is that it? That's got to be the most humbling yeah. thing ever. That would hurt. And my boys, I mean, the dudes I know that have done it, um, I, you used to have have them. I have to have you know, having Chris, my boy Chris, on the show. When with the original inside the locker room, you know, my boy Chris was on all, all part of, every week. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can do this without a guy that gets it like that. But he was doing Sugar Ray Leonard. He was doing Ali. He was doing voices. He was he was really good. Chris is still really good. Chris is probably out in Hollywood right now, but. No, I, I didn't know that. Okay, you got some on me I didn't know about you. That's yes, that's good. I gotta I gotta get that. And uh so isn't this about the time of the show that we do our one of my favorite segments is real people talking to real things that real people microphones do that thing that I'm on a microphone, but I get to do what real people say, right? And do what real people do on the microphone. Okay, cool. Real things. We're not gonna be sucked this year. Real people. Five and eleven. Not very good. Set into real microphones. You know the culture is actually damn good. 
It's damn good, all right. Talk about that culture. Uh, <laughs> My boy Bruce, man, back off him. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to start off with uh, the guy we were talking about earlier, you know, um, number 23 in L.A. Um, he went off with 20, 19 points in the fourth quarter yesterday. His team was down 21. You mean uh, the king? Yeah, the king. Okay. Uh, he had a post-game uh, press conference, and he talked about – You mean 116, 112? Yeah. Okay, all right. He talked about uh, the mode he went into late in that fourth quarter. Braun, uh, AD described when you get in that zone as sicko mode. Uh, I guess what, what's going through your head when, when you're making – I think he made five threes in the fourth, just kind of that, that sequence there of three after three after three. Um, Just in a zone. I mean, <clears throat> um, I know we, we've kind of heard this – you know what, what it feels like to be in the zone. You know, in our in our sport, and um, that's just the feeling. Um, when you feel like everything that you put up is is, is going in, and you know, with the you know, for me, I just kept it, I kept it consistent. I wasn't taking illiquid shots. Um, I stayed in the course of the offense. Um, when I was able to get the switches, I was able to give myself some space and get a couple more looks. You know, so my teammates did a great job of continuing to find me. You know, and then I just try to dictate the tempo, dictate the game, you know, as we started making a run for it and getting the game closer and closer and closer. Um, so, you know, it's just a zone that you just can't really describe it. You, you wish you could stay in it forever, but obviously it checks out, you know, as the game ends. But, you know, during it, you don't, you don't feel anything. You just, just have a superpower, I feel. Superpower, Doc. 34, Doc, 6, and 8. 34, 6, and 8. Doc, have you ever truly been in the zone you know literally football high school football oh yeah college a lot of you just catching everything well but that's not that's in coordination with somebody throwing it right yeah but it's still like baseball pitching you feel unstoppable pitching oh yeah as a pitcher okay because i think it's better a zone as i remember a team sport zone is different yeah because you're going to be in collaboration with the guy throwing you the ball or doing what but when you're in baseball and you pitch, you truly can feel that because you're controlling everything. Yeah. And when you can throw a one-hitter in all-star competition, to me, that's a zone because you're unhittable. At, in an elite, I think you judge yourself in baseball not by regular season but all-star competition. Yeah. That's why it's so compelling. All of one and done. The play-in game to me is priceless. Because winner go anything where it loses out, that's must see. And when you're on that, when you're pitching, and you have that kind of control, and people can't hit you, to me, that's the most empowering position to be in in any sport. I'd rather be a a pitcher than any other sport to be great at any other sport: football, basketball, ba- baseball, pitcher. Because when you throw it. Heat, uh-huh. and even not not a power pitcher necessarily, just unhittable. Comfort, yep. When your stuff is moving and you people can't <laughs> hit you, if they're scared of you and they're coming out the box, that's one thing. But when they literally cannot hit you, that's got to be unbelievable. I mean, that's what I would say. Yeah. yeah. And then we also had uh... – Andre Iguodala on the Ryan Rosillo uh, okay. podcast, yeah. and he was talking about the most feared player with the game on the line. Let's hear who he had to say oh, is the most one. feared. I hear this one. Tie game, playoffs. Who are you most scared of? Kyrie Irving. 
It's not even close. Whoa. So wait, you're going with Kyrie now over everybody we've talked about. For the last second shot, I'm going with Kyrie. You talking about fear factor at, at, at any given moment or for like that moment, Kyrie. Because I mean, with Steph, I think he's shown at least proven the teams that you can double him. And if you could just try to get the ball out of his hands, then I guess that's the way to combat him. But with Kyrie, he's just so good. Like he's able to, you can't get the ball out of his hands. Allen Iverson said Kyrie was the best ball handler in NBA history. And I've been told that I was crazy for saying that. But Kyrie, you talk about fear factor. You ask anybody in the league, yeah. that's a scary guy to see. G so you from got the shop. G from the shop. No, we got to go with G from the shop. And I came up with Black Moses. Uh-huh. Earl of Pearl Monroe. Yep. But I saw God Sham God. And I saw God Sham God in person <laughs> up close. And I used to lose my mind watching him. There's nothing more powerful to me than a handle. Yeah. You know, in hoops, when you when you really got that on the string thing going, people say it, but very few people can do it like Kyrie. He's done it in the biggest games ever. Yep. Yeah. And if I if I didn't go Kyrie, I probably would go Luca. Just saying. Yeah, Luca nice now. He's nice. This is fun, dude. Yeah, man. Get Craig in tomorrow playing all that tapes. He double dipping too, too. I'm going to bust him on that. Yeah. Now, this is a smooth move.